The World Bank will be working to create a catastrophe toolkit in response to calls for a reform in the global financial structure. This and more in this episode. From over 924 cities, 122 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. The business community in Uganda has called for an alternative dispute resolution mechanism. At least 8 trillion Uganda shillings is said to be tied in commercial disputes in different courts and the business community says that this is holding back business operations and hurting the economy. Judy Rugasira, Managing Director of Knight Frank Uganda, speaks to the importance of having a fast alternative dispute resolution mechanism for the real estate sector in Uganda. With regards to the real estate sector, um, 70% of the global net worth is stored in real estate. So that just goes to show the, the value and the importance of real estate to the, uh, the wealth of the global scene in terms of um, wealth. In Uganda, the construction sector accounts for 12% of, of our national GDP and growing, and it has been growing steadily year on year. So such a high value investment class requires an environment whereby we can sustain value, we can de-risk investment into the country. And one way of doing that is to ensure that as you're investing into a country, the ease of doing business is there, but also you have means of sustaining and retaining the investment or the amount of money that you put into that sector. And of course, disputes are going to arise. They arise all the time. We're talking about large sums of money, um, a lot of parties involved in the, in the whole value chain. So there's bound to be disputes. But what investors really want to know is, what is my get-out clause? How do I remedy or resolve the disputes that I have at the end of the day? Yes, the court process is there, and it works to a very large extent, but it's timely, it's costly. Um, and, and oftentimes, there's a lot of risks also, litigation risks involved with real estate investments that are going to court. So what the investors really want to know is, what are the alternative dispute resolution um, solutions that we have. And fortunately, they are there. But what we would like to see is perhaps a faster way of resolving these disputes by getting or allowing for um, ADR centers that can have experts within that property field, because it's quite a technically specialized field, which will fast track the process of ADR as it is as well. So whilst we have litigation on the one side, we'd also like to see maybe or the policy allowing for ADR centers which are, uh, which are allowed to, to handle uh, disputes in, in the property sector, which is specialized. The second aspect I would like to speak to is with regards to secured lending in the ban- banking sector. Obviously, a lot of this real estate investment is um, developed or built or bought on debt. Now, once you go to, to the bank for debt, you're assigning these huge contracts. Again, disputes are bound to arise, and we know that there will be need to settle quickly because we don't want to stop the development cycle. We don't want to um, stagnate or slow down the whole investment process. So having an ADR um, solution or a system that works well and efficiently is very good and conducive 
um, for creating a destination that is um, successful for FDI and even local investment. And the third one is to speak to the valuation, uh, uh, the valuation sector with regards to property valuations. Secured lending uh, constitutes a large percentage of revenue for the banks or for the financial sectors. We know that there's been a whole host of disputes um, and, and other litigious issues that have come out of property valuations um, in, in the banking sector. What we would like to see, um, and what I think the policy, what would be good to see the policy addressing is mediation, allowing for mediation centers again, whereby parties or disputants are allowed to go straight into mediation without necessarily having to have a court annexed, but go straight into a mediation in front of a, a panel of experts who are able to make a decision and guide on how the parties should resolve that dispute without necessarily going to court. Because we find that that will then, again, fast track that whole process and get to a solution which is fit for purpose because it is being made by experts in the valuation sector. And then that can later on be ratified by the courts if necessary. So I think there is a, I'm happy that the ADR policy is being discussed right now. It's being, uh, it's being formulated because the guidelines are important. We need them. I think that they, they will play a huge role in encouraging FDI into the country. Um, and it's, it's a comfort for all investors to know that there is another alternative way of resolving their disputes without necessarily holding up um, the investments or the progress of their in de property development in court, which can be time consuming and sometimes never even reach uh, a resolution. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Zambia Quacha touched 17 per US dollar in late June, its highest since November 2022. After news that Zambia's lenders, including China, had reached a deal to restructure 6.3 billion US dollars in loans, providing financial relief to the distressed nation. The argument was announced on the sidelines of a summit in Paris aimed at revamping the international financial system to better tackle climate change and poverty. Zambia was Africa's first corona era sovereign nation to default when it failed to make a foot. 2.5 million bond payment in November 2022, while a portion of Zambia's external debt owned by institutions such as World Bank and IMF cannot be restructured. The total debt owed by the country amounts to $32.8 billion, with $18.6 billion owed to foreign creditors. A quick trip around Africa, S&P Global Ratings raised its long-term local currency sovereign rating on Mozambique to triple C plus from a temporary lasting a single day, that is, selective default. Meanwhile, the ratings agency also affirmed the country's long-term foreign currency sovereign rating at triple C plus with a stable outlook. A weak Kenya shilling alongside a fragile economy has seen a rise in demand for US-pegged stablecoins and in turn driving the uptake of blockchain technology in the country. This is aimed at protecting valuables from a free-falling shilling that risks devaluing some of these assets. The Kenyan currency has been on a downward trend trading at 140 Kenya shillings per dollar on Monday morning. The State of the Web 3.0 in Africa report by 
Emugo Africa and PwC shows that generally there has been an increase in the uptake of stablecoins across the region. The Middle East and Northern Africa region has been identified as the fastest growing crypto market from 2021 to 2022. In East Africa, the report showcases Kenya's speedy growth in implementing blockchain solutions that stimulate economic development in the region. Emugo Africa Chief Executive Ahmed Amir says that the recent developments have seen blockchain funding saw by 1,668% in 2022 compared to the preceding year. The World Bank's president, RJ Banga, says the bank will create a catastrophe toolkit in response to calls for a reform in the global financial architecture. The debt profiles, especially of countries in the global south, are rising, with many now adjudged high-risk countries keeping investors far from them. Most of these countries are also the worst hit by climate change. To cater to their disaster-prone population and communities, they contribute borrowing at ridiculous interest rates. Addressing these debts is one of the many development questions that brought about the concluded summit for a new financial pact and transformation of the Brenton Wood Initiative, which is birthed by the World Bank. Mr. Banga said the toolkit will be comprehensive and address crisis preparedness, recovery and response. The multilateral bank will also help governments build advanced emergency systems to respond immediately when an emergency hit. This will allow more countries to build emergency systems and have quick dispersing finance available in terms of crisis. Additionally, it will provide new types of insurance to back development projects, allowing work to get back on track quickly. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at with the Dong.